0: Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast and welcome to our spoiler free review for Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget. Are you sure you're ready for this? I was hatched ready, Dad. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Special thanks to our friends at Netflix for inviting us to watch this film early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, video games, and all things Geek Centric. Joining me for today's review, we have my own feathery friends, Darcy and Megan. Cockadoodle doo to both of you. <laughs> Cockadoodle
1: do right back. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't sure how to like what to do here, so I, I thought that works. Um, listen, uh, let's let's get into this. Um, you know, I think we just uh, we just came off of our review for Darcy, you and I, uh, for the Boy and the Heron from Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli, uh, and it's just been. I, I said it in that review. I'm going to say it in this review again. I think it's been a really great year for, uh, animation. Uh, and, you know, here we're jumping into a movie from yet another legendary, uh, animation, you know, animation studio, uh, with Ardman animation. Um, and I wanted to kind of start off and just ask, you know, for each of you, your history with Ardman films, Megan, why don't you kick us off?
2: Yeah. I mean, I definitely watched the first chicken run movie. That was, So funny and so different than anything we had ever seen as kids uh, here in Canada, at least
0: for sure.
2: Um, definitely watched a lot of Wallace and Gromit. I will Mm -hmm. say, as Canadian millennials, we did get some UK, like English TV shows here. So, you know, I got a little bit of Wallace and Gromit, I've seen some Sean the Sheep, but. Um, one of their like non stop motion movies is Arthur Christmas, and it is one of my newly favorite Christmas movies. It's oh, wow, so it's fun. a good one.
1: It's a fun yep. one. Yeah,
2: Toronto is represented for about five minutes in that movie, which is great. <laughs> um, James
0: McAvoy. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's a good movie. All you right. should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. And then finally, they just released a couple years ago Robin Robin, which was a Christmas short. And it is just the cutest dang thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you should watch it if you haven't seen it. It is so Christmassy. It's so cute. Little songs and like, it's basically about a robin who was raised by mice, which
0: is perfect. Perfect. So. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Darcy, what about yourself? I mean,
1: same same as Meg, I remember a lot of Wallace and Gromit growing up. I remember one of my friends had a VHS of all the Arben shorts, and all I can really remember from it was the Wallace and Gromit. But again, watched that first chicken run so many times at sleepovers growing up because that was such a, a fun movie, and it, it felt like we weren't supposed to be watching it because Arben always has those tones of being very real at times, and it's, I, I love them for it, but Honestly, there was there was a time there where I kind of fell off the Ardman train, and I recently got mm-hmm. back on thanks to Star Wars Visions with that mm-hmm. beautiful short from that one. So I'm going, I'm catching up on the last five or six years of Armin releases, and I have not yet watched Robin and Robin, but that is on my list for the season. So, oh, that's that's so perfect, <laughs> perfect yeah.
0: timing. Um, I think yeah, myself, uh, original check-in run, of course. Um, I think Curse of the Were Rabbit was uh, a moment like like yourself, Darcy. Like I, I, I you know, living in Canada, we weren't fully immersed in the, in the Ardman verse, if you will. Um, and so I, I like, I could imagine kids in the UK. And so, you know, Curse of the Were-Rabbit was a great sort of coming back to Wallace and Gromit. But I think my favorite thing that Ardman does, uh, has done, you just mentioned is, is I am your mother uh, from Star Wars vision season two. I think to me, at least from, again, not being a hardcore Ardman person necessarily, but from what I know of them uh, it, it's just it perfectly fits what I would expect from them uh, in that short and it and it it's one of those things where like again it has that level of comedy that I think they're known for but it's also very touching it's very touching and I remember you know kind of tearing up the first time I had seen it and I was like okay Aardman like you you know like Pixar like you've you've got the stuff to to hit that part of me emotionally and and make me cry so um, I think I would I would probably say that's my favorite thing they've, they've ever done. Um, but let's get to the synopsis for this film, their latest film. Uh, from the multi-academy and BAFTA award-winning Aardman, uh, an Academy Award and BAFTA-nominated director, Sam Fell, uh, who did Paranorman and Flushed Away, comes Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, the eagerly anticipated sequel uh, to the beloved and highest-grossing stop-motion animated film of all time chicken run having pulled off a death defying escape from Tweety's farm Ginger has finally found her dream a peaceful island sanctuary for the whole flock uh, far from the dangers of the human world when she and Rocky hatch uh, a little girl call, uh, named Molly uh, Ginger's sort of happy life seems complete but back on the mainland the whole of chicken kind faces a new and terrible threat for Ginger and her team, even if it means putting their own hard-won freedom at risk, this time, they're breaking in. Uh, again, this is directed by Sam Fell and animated by Ardman. The film stars Tandy Newton, Zachary Levi, Bella Ramsey, Imelda Staunton, uh, Lynn Ferguson, David Bradley, Jane Horrocks, Ramesh Ranganathan, uh, Daniel Mays, Josie Cedric-Davies, Peter Serafinowicz, Nick Mohammed, and Miranda Richardson. Uh, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget premieres globally on Netflix this Friday December 15th uh, so guy let's let's get into this I think the the part that I kind of want to just jump into and start off and I think it's the most the most obvious thing uh, is the the visuals I think with you know like everything aardman does and everything we've just been talking about I think the it's it's so uh, it's so impressive it looks so clean in this movie and I think there's there are some elements from because I was looking up some behind the scenes stuff that were done uh, digitally but still to this day, I think this is one of the most, if not the most impressive forms of animation. Uh, and I think that's what's so special about this studio and their movies is that kind of going into the film and during the first few scenes of any of their movies, uh, their stop motion films, you're you're kind of like in a, like a state of shock of just like how gorgeous this looks and how impressive it is. But then as the movie kind of continues and goes on, that sort of you know, takes a backseat not in how impressive it is, but just how much you're paying attention to it because you're kind of you know you're you're following the characters along on this adventure, and so I think I think for me uh, the best part of this film uh, had to be its its visuals, and it's just it's so impressive to see where they came from twenty three years ago uh, to now, from the first Chicken Run to its. Uh, I, they said it's a highly anticipated sequel. I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but, but, uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, share the love with you guys. What did you guys uh, think of this movie and the, or its visuals?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the visuals of Armin, like you said, are something that always stand out in the way that they managed to capture such movement and dynamic camera movements and and character, you know, just moving through the screen feels so engaging because it is stop motion. I mean, this first scene in this movie, just as you're getting introduced to this, their, their new little Island village or whatever is so packed with all this motion in the background. That is just the, you think to yourself like how much effort and, and time goes into crafting these scenes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they managed to pull it off for the whole movie is just phenomenal. So yeah, this the visuals are, again, a huge standout for this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you both just said. I also think this movie is so much more colorful than the first one. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously because of the themes, but in the 2000s, they had to work with what they had. Now you're able to do a lot of color correcting that maybe they didn't have access to, but it is just a much more vibrant film in a lot of ways, but specifically visually. Um, So colorful, so beautiful. There are certain moments where you can tell that it's a CGI moment and they've done some um, visual effects on it. But other than that, like once you really get into the story, the stop motion is like nothing. Ardman does it like nobody else can. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things too where like the lighting is much better as well. I feel like the that oh, yeah. maybe they just had a better lighting budget or they got brighter lights or something. I don't know, but but it's definitely uh it, it's definitely brighter throughout the film. It's funny going back on YouTube and looking up some of those the the original, you know, scenes from Chicken Run and yeah, it's so You're right. It is very dark and not just in tone, but in, in the actual visuals of it. Um, I think uh, you know, another aspect to this that I, I definitely enjoyed is the the voice cast. I think it's interesting to see, you know, it's the cast here reprise some of them are reprising their roles, and then um we have some sort of you know, some some newer cast members that are taking on the roles. Um, obviously Mel Gibson uh not being a part of <laughs> this movie for uh various reasons, I'm sure. Um, but uh but we have Zachary Levi here replacing him as Rocky, who, you know, I think. Is, is that's the, when when I think of like a, a confident voice, you know. I recently just rewatched Tangled, and <laughs> I think he fits. I think he fits Rocky perfectly. He's he's very cocky, uh, no pun intended, and uh <laughs> and, and I think the only thing I would say is he he is. I think like Molly, he's a bit simplistic in in he's sort of uh, very one note. But I think that was kind of his character the entire time. I just I think for me. Some of that charm is, is lost in the sense that it's, it does just kind of feel like he's the same character uh, when it's supposed to have been a number of years since the original story, I would assume.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like uh, a very different take on the character, which I guess makes sense because it has been some time, and he isn't lying to everybody like he was in the first movie. Sure, so that's true. He's not yeah. living; he's not being the con man and trying to be that bravado that that they were looking up to him for. He is comfortable in who he is. So I get like, the casting makes sense where you can get that that cocky charisma as well as that goofball charm coming from him, and he does a great job. But again, it's not the same character that we had in the first movie for a lot of reasons.
2: Mm. Yeah
0: yeah yeah I think it's i for me I just was i i i don't know there was just not enough there from him um uh from the character at least i think uh, again the performance performances and and writing are a different thing mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure we'll kind of bring up the story and the writing a little bit later, but I also wanted to mention i think Tandy newton uh i think fits ginger really well is in this role as well. i think there's that that sense of adventure in here, but I like how we also do get to visit and see her as a mom, right? She's, she's, she's given birth to kind of, uh, in a way a younger version of herself, uh, in Molly. Uh, and I think, I think for the most part, I think that that works. And I like how they sort of, again, I think where, for me, I, I didn't get in for me, I didn't get enough of a, of a character out of Rocky. I think ginger really did does show a bit of growth and does show some, some level of, of change throughout the movie. And I, I appreciated that for sure.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think she was a really interesting character to watch develop in this movie because, like you said, she gave birth to a mini-me and (laughs) watching her try to navigate that and the sort of like fear that comes along with being a parent when your child is reflecting who you were. Mm -hmm. She was so adventurous and now she's got an adventurous child who's maybe going to do some things that she knows would be a mistake because she's been through them. But you know, you got to let your kids kind of experience those things too. So it's that, that give and take of being a good mom, but also um, like protecting your kid it's it's a really cool thing, and I agree, is it Tandy is how you say it Tandy? Her name? yes, yeah, Tandy Newton does a beautiful job portraying that character, and I also would love to mention the fantastic Molly is voiced by Bella Ramsey herself,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. she's perfect for this role. she's also been um in a show that I really love and movie called Hilda. She
0: okay. voices the mm-hmm. main
2: character in Hilda. She's Hilda!
0: And, no way! Yeah, okay.
2: And she's so, the same adventurous spirit. So yeah. she was the perfect casting for this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's great to hear her, her, you know, her natural English accent or British accent yes. coming, you know, out again. I think, you know, I've, I've gotten to hear, I mean, initially I think the, the majority of the world was introduced to her through Game of Thrones uh, and then again through the, the Last of Us, uh, as Ellie, but you know, with Ellie, she's she's definitely putting on her American accent, whereas. Here we do get to hear that natural accent, and yeah, she's she's spunky. I think it's fun to see her grow up. I think she was the as far as the the different characters in the movie, probably uh, my favorite part, probably one of the the brightest parts of the film. Um, I also wanted to shout out uh, her Game of Thrones co-star uh, David Bradley, who <laughs> yeah. plays Fowler. Uh, I think was was great in this one. I think he, you know, he, I think he perfectly like. There were there was aspects to this cast where I was like, oh, I noticed some of them were different. But for him, I just it was Fowler. It, it mm-hmm. didn't feel any different than than Benjamin uh, Witrow, who uh, passed away in 2017. Uh, and so here we've got David Bradley sort of stepping in. Um, but, yeah, he's he, I think yeah, I, I enjoy we don't I, I personally would have wanted him to be along for the entirety of the journey. Uh, and they sort of use him for par- bits and parts. But uh, but no, he, he was definitely a standout. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, and one more little nod to a cast member voice actor is uh, Josie Sedgwick-Davis plays a character called, oh no, I'm forgetting. Frizzle. Frizzle.
0: Frizzle, the friend. Yes, (laughs) and
2: she sort of has hair like Miss Frizzle. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But she is so fun and like a fresh face also. So she does a really fantastic job bringing a brand new character as well as Molly to life.
1: Totally. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, you mentioned him earlier, Ramesh Ranganathan. I'm a huge fan of his uh, stand-up routines no one can rant like him mm-hmm. he's great so him and his banter back and forth with daniel mays as nick and fletch i want a whole movie with those two because totally. i really enjoyed flushed away and i feel like you could give me like a british version of flushed away which is nick and fletch getting where do they get all their goods show me how that happens because again they were the back and forth and the banter was so much fun from those two
0: the ultimate heist i think would be a really fun movie with them for sure like oh yeah like yeah. showing it's like their 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 big break-in or what have you um i think while we're talking you know sticking on the cast uh you know Megan I thought you were going to mention Imelda Staunton uh who uh is of course you know who was alongside David Bradley in the Harry Potter series yes uh and uh she plays Bunty who is the muscle of the group and she's reprising her role as Bunty and she's she's just as Bunty as ever in this and uh and and yeah she's a lot of fun I think it's again it's delightful to hear these voices and revisit some of these characters from 23 years ago I think uh I think to me, I think the the standouts mostly are the returning cast, but then I think Tandy and Bella are from as far as the new cast is concerned, kind of the the highlights. Um and then of course we gotta mention uh Nick Mohammed, uh, who gets to play a mad scientist in this movie called Dr. Fry, uh, which is a great name. And I think, you know, that was maybe the one of the bigger chuckles I had was hearing that his name was Dr. Fry. Um <laughs> getting to know him as Nate and Ted Lasso here and then just get, you know, he clearly had so much fun with this role and it's just, it's fun to sort of hear such a a different voice coming from him. So um, I wanted to shout him out as well. Uh, I think for me, the, the, the part where this movie starts to fall apart, unfortunately the, the weakest part for myself and you guys, let me know if you agree. And, 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 I'm going to preface this by saying like again we're I'm a, I'm a 30 something year old. I don't know how old you guys are. You guys are all in your 20s I'm sure. But uh <laughs> but I'm you know I'm a 30 something year old you know man and I'm talking about an animated movie that is aimed at children absolutely. I just I think the story felt flat for me. I I I think it it works as a follow up. I think you get some of those um similar feelings that are you know you that you had in the first one they but they f- and it's it's ironic because the movie is sort of about a factory. They feel a little manufactured here, um, which is not something that I'm used to. From again, just the smaller amount of work that I've seen from Ardman. Usually, I, I'm I'm connecting. I'm invested. I'm I'm wholeheartedly like feeling what's going on with these characters. And this one, I just I don't know. I I think kids and parents are going to enjoy it, and they'll find aspects to enjoy throughout it, but. It, it never, it never for me reached the peak that I know Ardman is capable of.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, this feels like one of the most, like the truest sequels uh, when it comes to rehashing a story or anything like that. Mm. The fact that it's, you know, the next generation, you're worried about them repeating the same mistakes you made going forward. It's like that story has been told so many times. I was looking forward to Aardman putting their fresh spin on it, but unfortunately it, it like you said, it falls falls flat in the story department where the part of the joy of that first movie was the fact that it was you know mel gibson lying to all the other chickens trying to get them to work together to escape and this one felt very segmented and every chicken was kind of on their own storyline doing their mm-hmm. own thing and then it didn't really come together in the end as satisfying as that first movie did so yeah the story story did feel like it took a back seat when they were coming back to this the series
2: yeah i completely agree it definitely started off really weird and slow and I wasn't sure what the flow of the movie was going to be. felt super predictable off the top um, and fairly predictable throughout the entire thing. I do think about halfway it does pick itself up and get more exciting and become that heist movie that Chicken Run originally was. So I found myself more intrigued as the story went on and as we get into the factory and learn what's actually going on. Um but yeah, I, I think there was a little bit left to be desired in regards to a story that like you said, Darcy, we've heard a million times.
0: Yeah, Darcy, I think you honestly, the that is the the most um apt thing that you could have said is is that it feels like a sequel to the movie in but like that one that would have been released in 2004 you know 2005 or something right like like it's one of those like yeah very traditional sort of not the good nostalgic uh concept of sequels that you remember from you know the the golden era of disney right um where some of those sequels i mean a lot of those sequels were still pretty bad but but (laughs) some of them you could sort of get away with and and there's you know i'm sure there's some some audiences out there that that do really enjoy them. Um, I think the the comedy was a big thing for me that felt underwhelming as well. I think there's, you know, the the humor. I, I I completely understand dry British humor is dry British humor, and there's some people that love it and some people that don't. But even like I I personally really find that I normally I, I like the dry British humor side of things, and I just wasn't I wasn't getting more than a chuckle with some of these. Like it's kind of like a <laughs> yeah, it's a but I wasn't really getting anything beyond that. There was no full laughter. I wasn't really sort of feeling that humor. And I think there's some, there's some sight gags and some physical comedy that, you know, really young kids are probably going to still laugh at and enjoy. But I just, I don't know, it didn't really get there for me.
2: No, I completely agree. I am somebody who loves all British humor, only the dry stuff, give me the driest humor there is. And I think they just didn't have any of it in there. Like it was mostly very slapsticky and and physical and um none of those like more mature jokes that i feel like we Mm -hmm. got in chicken run originally um which that movie had some pretty intense themes that were not really kid friendly as you might say but this one only sort of touched on it it wasn't as deep or Mature, I guess, as chicken run, which I think maybe we were all expecting. And then that was sort of a letdown.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean it's tough right because it's been 23 years and so for those who enjoyed the original I think it's one of those things where it's like you know in the description it says highly anticipated I can't quite say that like I <laughs> I I didn't even know really until we got news about this movie that it was even happening uh, and then you know all of a sudden there's a new chicken run movie coming out and I even have friends who I, you know I mentioned like oh yeah like we're gonna have our review for the new chicken run coming out soon and they're like there's a what there's a new chicken <laughs> run what are you talking about um, and so so yeah, I think it's I, I can't quite say it's hotly anticipated, but again, just it's just I think based on Ardman's previous work and what we're maybe more used to, I, I just don't know if this sort of um this this really hit that. I, I don't know exactly if if they're not going for us <laughs> as an audience, uh maybe with some of our kids or or family members who are younger. I just don't know who they are necessarily going for. I think the movie could also have been cut down uh, by about ten or fifteen minutes. I think, you know what? It's it's interesting because Mar- the Super Mario Bros. movie from earlier this year sort of hit that perfect sweet spot in terms of timing. And this movie is only uh, about ten minutes longer than that one. But for some reason, to me, from a pacing perspective, and like you were saying, Megan, it starts off a bit slow. It it I felt I felt the ten minutes. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. I was ready for it to kind of wrap up earlier than it did and yeah i, I think it, they could have tightened it up a little bit um but with that said uh let's get to our our final overall thoughts and, and rating for for this movie uh which uh we're gonna be rating on a scale of one to five free foul friends try saying that three times fast <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh darcy why don't we start with yourself my friend
1: uh, yeah i mean again i enjoyed the movie for what it was uh i feel like it was a bit you know, later than it should have been. It was really popular in the early 2000s because that was right after the heyday of, of you know, Aardman with T- Chicken Run and then Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Rare Rabbit, everything like that. That was their big heyday. you think they'd want to release a sequel at that point. So 23 years later to get this very canned sequel story is a bit disappointing. And again, as much as I love the cast and the performances are great, that, that the story really takes you out of it because it is so predictable and nothing, they're not, putting their own arm and spin on it. It just feels like again, one of those straight to DVD releases. So I'll be giving this one 3.5 out of five free foul friends.
0: So, Sounds good. Megan. Yeah. um,
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely had a slow start, uh, picked up speed a little bit halfway through. And there were some moments that felt reminiscent of that original movie that we saw, but, we did fall flat a little bit with the themes uh the humor and for me wanting a pure uh stop motion movie even though i know how difficult well, i i don't know how difficult that is but i can only imagine um when you notice the cgi it it's a little sort of disheartening but they do a great job they know what they're good at and um I just wish we got a little bit more of that mature humor that we're they're known for, I guess, in Chicken Run. So, with all that being said, I'm going to give this a three out of five. Free foul Friends nailed it! <laughs> nailed it!
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's tough, right? I think this movie I, I I'm not going to say the movie's boring by any stretch. I think it's still a fun time to be had with you know with families and with loved ones. I think I actually think this would make a good. I think there's better movies for this but if if you if you're running out of stuff to watch uh and you've watched all the other ardman stuff um and you want something as sort of like a like an after christmas movie like maybe like you're still with your family maybe a day or two after christmas and you want to just put something on on Netflix I think this is definitely serviceable I think you're if you've got younger ones I think they would enjoy it and I think it might be a little bit of an interesting conversation to be had around like after having a big turkey dinner maybe for a lot of families in Canada <laughs> uh to then watch this movie, it might be it might bring up some interesting conversations. And I think there's there's definitely some aspects of this movie and conversations that that do need to be had. Uh and I think that is an element of the story that uh is very much uh, this is not a pun, I promise, but baked in uh to the movie. Um <laughs> I guess that would be the first one, right? With the pies. But but I think I think you know I think visually Ardman is a, a force to be reckoned with. I think they knocked it out of the, the park with that. Um, the cast is great and I think they do a good job with what they're given. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't connect with the story. And I think from a writing perspective, I just expected more from, from Aardman. I, I think it's just, it they, 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 they've done it before. They've done it in a 10 minute short. Uh, they've made me tear up and made me connect. And I don't, I'm not going to say it's just because of Star Wars. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it was the storytelling and the the characters in that short that really, really hit it for me. So um, I do not take any joy in doing this because I, I think I'm always looking forward to an ardman project. Um, but I'm going to give Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, a very okay three free foul friends out of five. Uh, but that is it for this spoiler-free review for Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the shows uh, or movies we cover, well, I'm going to, I'm gonna just get Darcy to uh just fry fry up. No, don't fry up. Uh free up some wonderful chickens. Uh so that so that you can tell us how to reach us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really dropped the ball on that that hand over there. Listen. Uh they can reach us at geek centric at gmail.com. That's we are centric at gmail.com, or they can reach us on Twitter at geekcentricyt yt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: Listen, bro, I I'm it's it's I don't know what time it is, okay? I'm not, I don't have a fun chicken knee pun. Um, but, uh, but I also want to invite you to join our Discord if you're listening. Uh, we've got our link in the description. We can talk about this movie. Maybe we can talk about your favorite holiday movies. I think it would be really fun uh, if you want to jump in there and chat with us. Uh, what do you recommend we watch maybe on the day after Christmas if it's not Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget? Uh, or what are your, some of your favorite Aardman uh, movies that you've enjoyed over the years. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering our recent releases with our spoiler-free reviews for Netflix's Leave the World Behind, Haya Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron, Disney's Wish, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Next Goal Wins, The Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and Marvel Studios' The Marvels. We also have some great interviews out now, like our recent interviews with the folks behind Disney's Wish. Uh, we spoke with director Fawn Virasinthorne, executive producer Peter Delveco, and I had the chance uh, to chat with the incredible Alan Tudyk, the voice of Valentino the Baby Goat, as well as so many voices from Disney's past. Uh, we also got to discuss uh, the voice of Valentino. We talked about his favorite Disney film of all time, and I got to share my obsession uh, with Disney and Ravensburger's Lorcana trading card game uh, with him, where I shared some cards with some familiar faces on it. Really great reactions to those cards. So go check out those interviews and all of our interviews, uh, You know, either on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, we also have some TikToks and Instagrams up there. At we are geekcentric, so you definitely check us out. Uh, some fun reels there. Justin's had a good time putting those together, Uh, and we're a little late on it by now, but if you are a Marvel fan like us, we have our spoiler-filled discussion for the Marvels, uh, where we were, you know, Megan, you were on that along with Justin, and we were joined by a friend of the show, Alyssa Balistrieri, and uh, you folks, you discussed sort of what you loved, what could have been better, but I think what was really fun was hearing all the speculation on what those those two after credits scenes uh, could mean for the future of the MCU. So uh, be sure to check that one out. It uh, It was a lot of fun getting to listen to that. Megan, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this nugget of a review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Bye.